thanks for coming. Uh, this uh, is, is kind of the thank you for, for participating in, in our um, little raffle, the end of last year. And I guess we should start by listening to some questions. Okay, what's the question? <laughs> my, my question is, my serum creatinine is high, and what can I do to what can I do to bring it down? Yeah, so how high is it, and what's your reference range? I don't know about India. Its uh, reference range is, I think, so up maximum is normal is uh, one point seven, and mine is nine. Okay, so you're basically like. Four, four or five times over the limit. Yes, yes. Yeah, so that basically gets you. What, what's your GFR? Like 10, 15 or something? Right, right, right around that much. Yeah, so, so you don't know exactly, but it's about that. Uh, I got it tested last two, last year. It was around less than 15. After that, uh, you know, I get my. Uh, test done monthly, but I don't go in for GFR. I go in for serum. Other, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you can calculate your own GFR if you want it from that creatinine. There's online calculators that you can use for that. Um, just as a little quick tip. Um, well, that I bas that's basically the whole. That's basically the whole ball game, right? Getting the creatinine down and getting the GFR up. That's basically what um, most people in the group want to do and need to do. And it, it entails like getting everything in balance. It's, it's basically the result of, of a little bit of work. And um, you, you basically want your, your kidney to heal and that, that entails getting part of your damaged kidney cells to be eaten up and to rebuild some more healthy cells or at least to strengthen the ones that are already there. Um, right now, science, yes. science says you can't rebuild nephrons, but up until 10 years ago, science also said that you can't rebuild neurons, but you can actually, and you're doing that every day. So I'm not sure if that's possible or not. I, I, I guess it's, maybe it's possible. So you want to be, of course, on the Bulletproof diet or some version of that. So you want to be using uh, ketones or eating ketogenic diet most days of the week. And you want to keep your pH in urine, second morning urine, between 6.5 and 7. So that would be your basic first steps to make sure that your body has ketones and a good pH to um, keep everything in, in balance, to give your kidney the first chance at healing. If, if, if those are not, if the ketones aren't present, if the pH is not in the right range, you have no chance of, of improving. Okay. So I would recommend uh, starting on the on the bulletproof diet, and of course, like I would recommend to everybody, and of course, um, finding a pH meter that people use for uh, the, their pond or stuff like that, and measure your second morning urine every day for a certain period of time. So that means you go to the toilet in the morning, then you drink water, and then you measure your urine, and you want that to be between six point five. And seven. Okay, got it, got it. And I, if you don't mind, I'll send you a one-on-one -on -one meal. And you know, because I'm a vegetarian, so I would want to start with the ketogenic diet 
uh, it's easy for me to start a ketogenic diet in India. So I'll start with you uh, with that, and I'll take some tips from you if you don't mind. Yes, um, sure. I mean, like you can do a ketogenic version of the vegan diet for sure. Um, you just have okay. to have to make sure that you're me still meeting the same same uh, macros, right? So that you're getting uh, your fats, getting your actually high quality proteins, you know? Okay, thank you. I think there's actually a feature where people can like, yeah, you can press this little hand and then it will show that you have a question. How many are we in here? Six, something like 16. Renato, yes. Hey, Felix. Um, hi. I'm actually, I think that I might know the answer for this question, but I would like you to, to uh, expand a little bit about why, why do you think that the bulletproof diet or the ketogenic diet or whatever uh, works for, for PKD? What, what are the, the main elements that you think that this diet makes all the difference? And I know that the Bulletproof diet has more elements than just the regular keto, right? Yeah. Pay, pays attention to the quality of food and stuff. But I would like to walk us through about like the, 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 the what do you think that would um, cause um, what makes a good diet for, for PKD? Yeah. So, I, well, I mean, like for everybody that's not even in the in the picture regarding the ketogenic diet as a basis, um, I'll probably start by explaining that. Um, so Bulletproof is basically a more refined and a little bit adapted version of keto and the ketogenic diet, as you know, um, is a diet where you eat mostly fat and having ketones present is what I think is the most important factor in PKD, but it's not everything. So um, I think when the when the when the nephrons and the, the kidney cells, epithelial cells, and all the other cells, when they are exposed to a milieu that is optimal, so for example, a good pH by um, by, by consuming the, the right alkaline foods. Um, then, and only then, I guess, they have a chance of using their mitochondria for energy generation. So it's basically the, the mutated kidney cells, when they get glucose, they start going into this weird cell replication state, like cancer. Um, a lot of the research that I read to to learn about PK was actually cancer research because there's a lot of similarities. When you give a cancer, most cancer cells glucose, they will proliferate a lot. And when you give most cancer cells ketones instead, they will not proliferate. What I think is interesting about PKD is that it, it seems to be even easier to stop them from proliferating in, uh, in comparison with cancer. Because um, with cancer cells, there's, this, there's this, this famous glucose ketone index that those meters do as well. And that's pretty important for cancer, but it seems in PKD, uh, just from my personal experience, um, my, my GKI is never very, uh, very, very interesting, but I do have ketones present at all times. And I still get like phenomenal results. So it seems that the PKD cells um, 
preferentially use the ketones when they can get them. And that's, that's I think, the most important reason to, to be on keto or to use like MCT oil and stuff like that on other days. Um, because whenever they can get the ketones, they will use them and that will stop them from like proliferating that much. And then if you add to that the intermittent fasting, then you have a period where they're not only not proliferating, but where they're actually being eaten up by, uh, by, 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 in Germany they call it Fresszen, uh, like the, macro, I think it's the macrophages. Um, autophagy? Yeah, yeah, sure. It's autophagy. Uh, I'm just talking about the actual cells that are doing the, the cleanup. Um, oh, I see. Yeah. So the autophagy is what I think is, 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 is responsible for reducing the kidney volume, like during the night and during your fasting phases. But I don't think that that is what actually improves the kidney function. I think that just makes room for new cells, which we don't know if they actually can be built or not. And it also like, yeah, gets, gets rid of some of the, yeah, some of the, the, the cells that are proliferating, you know, it's like removing part of the tumor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like to recap, the, the, having the ketones present is vital because you're giving the, the mutated cells an opportunity not to proliferate during the day. The fasting is very important because you're like during the fasting period about like after hour 15, you're actually reducing the size of many of the, of like of, of some of the kidney cells or the, some of the kidney tissue because you're killing off some of the cells. But then you were asking like about the Bulletproof diet. Um, the Bulletproof diet also includes like these carb days and uh, um, like some of the time not fasting. And that is not something I believe that is especially important for PKD, but since this is a long-term approach, we need to be mindful of the complete body, you know? And mm. um, it has been, like, I personally experienced like HPA access dysfunction from unending keto and unending uh, fasting every day. And that's not a good feeling. Um, for me, like testosterone went way down, libido went down, uh, motivation went down. And uh, when I learned about that, like like how, how it actually is connected that the HPA axis needs some carbohydrates some of the time to rebuild, that's uh, when I really like em embrace that. That is very important to, to pay attention to that part. And then of course you have the, you have the whole um, toxin mitigation aspect that like yeah. if you're eating organic and grass-fed and stuff like that. Um, so the less toxins you have, uh, the less burden on the kidney you have, yeah. Makes sense. Just a follow-up question about the ketosis thing. Do you think that um, we should aim for a certain level of ketones on the blood? Like we should maybe uh, increase the MCT oil to achieve like a certain level or this is not important? Like the number is not important. Yeah, so uh, many people like high numbers. Um, I do too. But uh, with ketones, it's a little bit like with high blood sugar. You don't really want that um, because that means that if you have high blood sugar, that means that you actually have in an insulin problem, right? Insulin resistance. Mm -hmm. And you're not using that blood sugar that much. And with ketones, it's a concept called ketone flux. was coined by Kate Shanahan. And that means that basically when your ketones are high, that's because you're not using them that much. 
and uh, that's not really what you want, right? You could increase them with exogenous ketones and that will give you a little buildup and that takes some time to get used. Um, but I don't think that that it's, um, I don't think that's a healthy thing to have. Like from nutritional ketosis, you're not expecting to go like way above 1.5 or so, um, mm-hmm. except for very long terms of fasting, of course. Yeah, so it, it, it's possible that that has a, has a higher effect, like from a medical point of view, that a higher ketone level could theoretically have a better effect than a low ketone level. But what we have seen is that even the normal nutritional levels of ketones don't seem to, don't seem to or, or seem to be enough to induce, um, to prevent proliferation during the day. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it's about, right? We're not reducing it really during the day, I think, um, when we eat normally, but we prevent it from growing. And the whole thing is about having this balance, right? During the day, you want it to grow as little as possible and during the night you want it to shrink as much as possible and once you get this point then uh, it's really not that important how much you're shrinking every day because as long as you're shrinking you're golden you know i see so around like 1.5 to 2.5 is doesn't have to be that high um nutritional ketosis begins at 0.5 some say 0.3 and if you're somewhere in that range, um, which you will be, I'm pretty sure, um, then, mm-hmm. then that's totally fine. Because I think actually that the PKD cells, that they are happy about, you know, they're happy about those ketones and they will take them as long as they can get it. It's not like you have to force them to eat them, you know? <laughs> I see. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. That's my, my take on it. Yeah. Sure. Did Diana have a question or was that? Oh, no. I, I see someone else. Nelly. Nelly has a question. Is Nelly in the? Does Nelly have a webcam as well? Um, yeah, but I prefer to turn it off. <laughs> I I would like to ask you if uh, do you know if anti-conceptive pills uh, increase the chance in, to increase the the size of the stick in the kidney and liver? Okay, that was really hard to hear uh something about like decreasing the size of kidney and liver can you maybe talk a little closer and slower yeah i asked him if anticonceptive pills do you get that i'm really i really have trouble hearing you sorry uh so maybe you can maybe you can uh write in the chat or, or something um, Let me. We do have, so okay. maybe we can, yeah. So maybe you can, you can, yeah, you can write it in there, and then, then uh, we can address it. I will come back to that one. If we have another question in between, then I'll address that first, and then, uh, yeah. So Diana was first, then Nelly, and then Mark. Actually, David, uh, Diana is my wife. Oh, um, yeah. David, hi. I had a que- I had a question in regards to the supplements. Yes. Um, I looked on the announcements and have them all written down. Um, do you suggest taking all the ones that are in there, or which ones do I start off with? Because I've been doing this for three months, uh-huh. but I have yet to take any supplements because I don't know which ones. Because on the list, I don't know which ones most important. 
Oh right, okay. Yeah. Um, so you're, yeah. I, I mean, like you, you're probably aware that the basis is the most important thing, right? The the diet and yeah. everything. If you don't have that right, um, so I would recommend everybody to check your morning, uh, second morning urine pH before you start doing any supplements because that's going to be the biggest impact. If your pH and your ketones are not where they need to be, you're not going to have the effect that you're looking for. Um, but if you're, if you know that your pH is good and that your diet is good, then uh, you can start with supplements. So um, yeah, it depends on your style. I like to give people the autophagy tea at first, and um, that is the the mixture of five different polyphenols that I have in the group, and you can put that in chamomile tea at night. Um, that is pretty effective and pretty economical because it's uh, all about powders. You don't have to pay for the capsules. And I think it's pretty nice, actually. It tastes good. Um, but if you like just are looking for supplements, then you could probably um, could probably start with uh, something like uh, quercetin. Um, Oh, well, I'm, I'm not on the image. There I am. <laughs> you can start with something like uh, quercetin, curcumin, and ginkgo probably is a good. And, and you could probably also add the olive leaf extract. So uh, curcumin okay. and ginkgo, they go together. Okay. Um, I guess that's the, the most conservative starting point. Just use those two because they, they have been pretty tried and true. And... Um, yeah, recently we um, discovered the olive leaf extract in the group, which is pretty cool. And uh, quercetin is also tried and true. Okay, and how many times, how often during the day? Oh, just once. That's totally fine. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the curcumin actually is during the feeding period, while okay. the quercetin and the olive leaf stuff would be during the fasting period. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks for the, answering my questions. Sure. Anytime. <laughs> uh, I, I guess Mark. No, uh, exactly. Uh, Nelly was next. So, uh, anticonceptive pills. Oh, you mean like um, birth control? Is Nelly still there? Yes. Yes. You're talking about birth control, are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well,. <sighs> People are talking about estrogen doing that to cancer, right? So I could see why that mechanistically would happen, um, but I haven't read any specific studies on that. Okay. But, you're, you, but you want to know if, if you're doing harm to yourself if you take them. I, I, I think I, I'm surprised if they had some effect, but also I think when you're in a, in a good state with your PKD overall, it's probably going to be not, not as much of an issue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, your diet, and, and if I have to use the pill, I will don't have any problem. I think... I think that I think that um, these these pills they do have a lot of downsides. You know, um, you should definitely. Oh, okay, yes. Oh, you you're, you're saying because you have liver cysts. Yes. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> no, they they did tell me that not to use the pill. So. 
Well, is your, I mean, like, PKD and also, like, PLD, liver, polycystic liver disease, it's, it's really not a functional disturbance until it is, you know? Um, as, as long as your, your liver values are good, and we could talk about which values that need to be because the standard panel is, is not the best. Um, but as long as, as your liver function is up there and, and is working, then I don't see that much of an issue. Um, but there, of course, are other issues with, with the pill. Like you, you do need to take, take a vitamin B a complex. Um, a lot of B6 is what you need. And um, yeah, it, it, does, it does raise the risk for... Um, yeah, for early early death. <laughs> it's true. So I would uh, definitely think about if that's the right way to go. But not okay. because of PKD. Because PLD. Yeah, also not because of that. I mean, it's all about your function. You can go to your doctor and, and check what your function actually is. I don't think that there's... I uh, just like starting, so I don't think I'm gonna have so much problem. And probably it's not that I need the pills right now, but probably because I haven't any other. I have I haven't had trouble with my monthly days, so I thinking that they probably give me pills for some time, some days. But so probably it's same. Give me the the pills. It's not gonna be for so long, so I don't think it's gonna be so much problem. And you say that it's not that doesn't affect. Yeah, I, I heard about half of that. I'm really sorry. It's very difficult, but but yeah. Again, I I, uh, I think you can use it. Um, I don't think it's a very good idea, like overall health wise. But I don't think as long as your as long as your liver function is good that that is going to be a specific issue for PLD. Okay. Thank you. Okay, cool. Um, Mark is next. Yes. Uh, one of the challenges I've been having that maybe you can offer me some advice on is uh, my GFR is pretty low. It's down at 18. 18. Uh, I brought it up from 16 to 20 on keto Good. And it's since dropped back down to 18. Mm -hmm. But one of the challenges I've had is maintaining my weight. Now, I know people love keto because they can lose weight. Yeah. But uh, I'm six feet tall. My target weight's 165. I'm about 160 now. And I'm having a hard time holding that. Right. I, have to, uh, I have to eat about three or 400 more calories a day than I would prefer to just to maintain my weight. And uh, I wonder if you have any suggestions for that. I mean, uh, I know you want to keep the carbs low. Uh, my carbs are below 40, uh, 40 grams a day. And I know protein stresses the kidneys uh, to process the protein. So you don't want to have that be too high. And then everything else is fat, which yes. is okay to a certain extent, but I'm worried eventually about, you know, impact on heart health and stuff like that. So what do you think? Yeah. So, um, 
if the issue is the impact on heart health, then I can um, assure you that, that that is a non-issue that's actually been an error that's been made in science. So if you're talking about cholesterol, that's it's, it's not something that people need to worry about anymore. Um, it's basically, yeah, it's, it's old news. Um, LDL is fine, HDL is fine, uh, it's all good. And um, if, you can actually, if you actually want to know about your heart health, which is gonna improve actually on Bulletproof Diet and on Keto, if you uh, are gonna skip uh, the seed oils, of course, which are gonna make things worse. Um, then you can put it into the, the calculator. I don't know if you've seen that already. Uh, it's on, let's see, it's on uh, cholesterolcode.com slash report. Uh, do you know that one? No could, you repeat no, could you repeat that? I'm sorry. Yeah, I put it in the chat. Um, you, can, you can put all your uh, cholesterol values in there and it will actually calculate uh, what, your, what your actual risk is based on that, um, based on the ratios between those. For example, you want your HDL to be higher than your triglycerides, which most of the time will be the case on, on a good ketogenic diet. You also want your remnant cholesterol to be as low as possible. So that's basically cholesterol minus LDL minus HDL. I always thought that was going to be zero because I didn't know there was a third thing in there, but there is it's actually a hidden value on your uh, blood results and that's called remnant cholesterol. You want that to be as low as possible, minus zero now. Uh, Anything under 15 is good. But just your naked LDL number or total cholesterol number is uninteresting. It doesn't mean anything. So um, I'll actually, I'll even uh, even post my favorite podcast really quickly in the the group chat. Um, But um, if you if you want to like um, gain weight, then you can also do that on the carb days, right? So, are you incorporating the carb days? No, I'm actually just uh, I'm just keeping my carbs below forty, like every day. Every day. Yeah. So, and I've been doing that day. since October with uh, mixed results. Right. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, like for your hormonal health as well, uh, testosterone very important. Um, you you want to have at least one carb day a week, and um, you can you can afford to have that because it's not gonna outweigh the rest of your week being keto, and that is a good good chance for you to gain weight because if you combine carbs and fat, you're basically uh, that's the easiest way to, to gain weight, and you can like eat like I on on those days. I eat, um, I replace all my, all my veggies with uh, sweet potato or rice or lentil-based pasta or something like that. And that will make it a lot easier to gain weight as well. And on those days, do I, do I shoot for 50 carbs then? No, instead no, of like below 40? hundreds, as much as you want. Nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you basically just have a big, big old bowl of lentil based noodles or uh, sweet potato or stuff like that so yeah but um, but doesn't going out of keto then um, not help with the kidney yes um, so it, when you're metabolically fe- flexible which will happen when you do that for a little while then going back into ketosis doesn't take a long time so it's maybe 12 to 18 hours of fasting that you, so basically your normal intermittent fast that you need to get back into ketosis. 
So you're not losing much. And like, let's say you have 24 hours then where you don't have uh, ketones, you will still have MCT oil in that, um, in that period. So you will still have ketones present. So I, I always recommend on your carb days, always do the, the MCT oil. And um, oh, that, that's something that Renato asked uh, before. Uh, so um, 18 grams of C8 is actually the, what we know now to be the, at least partly know to be the optimal dose. So you want to take 18 grams of C8 MCT oil, and that will give you about a 0.5 bump in blood ketones. That's the most you can get from MCT oil. And if you do that on the carb days, then you have both um, both fuels present. You have the glucose from your food and you have the uh, ketones from the MCT oil. And as we said earlier, uh, I think as long as ketones are present, actually the kidney cells aren't going to grow. Okay, so the 18 grams is... Uh, is that like a teaspoon or a tablespoon? Well, if you're using pure C8, you can measure it that way. Um, but if, if you're using a, a mixture like 60% C8 or 70%, something like that, then uh, I would actually recommend using a kitchen scale uh, like I do. Um, for example, my MCT oil that I was using that was all, always 70% C8. So I needed to measure out 24 grams of the mixture, you know? So how about for the brain octane? Yeah, that's 100%. So 18 grams of that. That's a little over a tablespoon. Okay, great. Yeah, Thank you. 15. Yeah, for sure. And and also like the, the, the carbs, um, again, do the carb day because it's very important for overall hormonal health and not just for the... It's not all about PKD, you know. You got to have the whole system working. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so Roseanne wanted to ask something. Yes, hi. Um, so I was wondering, um, I live in the Netherlands, and here they're, they're still like, okay, saturated fat is really, really bad for you, and you will die a very painful early death. <laughs> um, sure. So I'm kind of trying to combine that and um, the keto diets our bulletproof diet being healthy. Um, so everyone just keeps telling me, no, don't do that. You know, you're gonna, your heart's gonna explode from yes. all the fats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just wondering what your um, opinion is, or even maybe like, what's, what's the, cause there's a lot of research being done. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out like, what's the, the what should I believe, you know? Yeah, I know. I mean, it all goes back to cholesterol, right? Um, yeah. That's what they're... Basically, if you ask them why, then they're going to go back to cholesterol. Yeah. And that research has long been uh, disproven. Um, uh, you can just... I mean, like, if, if you just want to, like, in, in a visceral way, just know for yourself, then you could just Google, uh, or maybe not Google, but use DuckDuckGo or some, some other search engine. Um <laughs> like the percentage of heart attack patients that have high cholesterol or low cholesterol. Because like 80% mm. of heart attack patients have nor normal or low cholesterol. <laughs> so okay. that one metric basically throws out the whole <laughs> concept of cholesterol <laughs> being the problem, right? Can't be. Yeah. It's impossible. <laughs> well, in the pharmaceutical industry, 
got the AMA to change the standards for cholesterol right about 10 years ago so they could sell more um, statins. Oh, right. Yeah. So high is now lower. <laughs> high cholesterol is now lower. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really insidious uh, because it's in all of society and people are keep repeating this. But um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, did, did you see the, the podcast that I put in the in the notes here in the in the chat? Uh, that's my favorite one on the topic of cholesterol. I haven't see seen it yet, but I'll yeah, you look can, for you it. Open up, you can open up the chat window and it will uh, say in there. Yeah, thanks. So, yeah, that's it's 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 basically a non-issue. So uh, uh, I could I could talk about that, like go into the detail, but it's 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 not that it's not that PKD specific. I'm not sure if this is uh, useful for some of you on the chat, um, but I have been like eating a lot of saturated fat. I have been keto for almost five years, and I recently I went through a lot of testing, especially heart health stuff. I did a CC score, a bunch of blood work and stuff. And everything seems to be fine. And my doctor, my my cardiologist were kind of like freaking out with my LDL. So he cannot understand how I didn't have anything on my heart, even though it was with those numbers for years and years. Was that a calcium score or what you did? Yes, I did a calcium score. I also, I did a, a C, um, CMT, which is a test. Uh, your arteries and how thick they are. So the CC score actually see if you have any calcification in your heart. Is a CT scan, and this one also it's a um, it's a pretty good test because if if people has uh, thick arteries, probably they're starting to develop arteriosclerosis and stuff. Yeah. So this, those yeah, like those are standards. two good tests. This the standard procedure that they do at the normal uh, cardiologist is just like ultrasound. And they can mm -hmm. they cannot discern between normal arteries and arteries with thick walls because the volume of blood that's in there is still the same. They just get thicker on the outside, and people yeah. people don't know that. And people uh, get sent home with a perfect result from the cardiologist, and some of them drop dead the next day with a heart attack. Yeah. That can happen with a that cannot happen with a calcium score. So uh, yeah. That would also maybe for uh, Roseanne, if, if you want to know, like from yourself, uh, you can like get a calcium score, like today, and get it next year, and it will. If you do it bulletproof, you'll probably improve. <laughs> All right. Um, I think Diana was next, right? <clears throat> Hi. Um. So we just checked our MCT oil, and it has 9 grams of C8 and 4.7 of C10. Would that be acceptable, or should we get another one, you think? Well, uh, it's, it's acceptable. You just got to drink more of it, and you got to see if that is what you want to do. Um, but, like, that, 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 those are all very uneven numbers. So that's, like, for what? For one tablespoon, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, what is that? Is that 60-40? 60%? So 15 grams divided by, what, 9.4 or something? Yeah, mm -hmm. would be 60% 60, 60 probably C8. So if you wanted a full dose, 
then you would have to drink 30 grams. So two tablespoons of your mixture would be uh, the maximum benefit. Okay. Provided that you don't get uh, disaster pants. Yeah, because it affects your stomach sometimes. But like, yeah, it yeah. doesn't affect mine, but it may affect yours. It did at first. Now it seems to be uh, getting, better. getting better. Yeah, it improves over time. That's true. And it and it's easier with the pure C8. So it might be worth considering. Okay. And then another question on the autophagy tea. So um, in your announcements, you had like all the different one. Um, you know, things to put in there. But then we also got the Thomas DeLauer autophagy tea with the apple cider vinegar. Is yeah. that one okay to do instead of the other one? Well, it's you know, different. It's, it's different. Uh, I guess the DeLauer version is, is less potent. But it's also delicious. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Easy too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I mix it up, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think one more question I had on the GFR when I, I noticed it went down two points. Um, I yes. went from fifty to fifty to forty-eight. Okay. And that was just over a month of doing bulletproof. Is that kind of normal when you start? Mm, well, I don't want to tell you that anything's not normal, but um, it's not optimal. So. If everything were going optimal, then I wouldn't expect that. Um, so there might be something that that you're not seeing right now. Um, somebody's somebody has their audio turned on. That's really loud right now. Um, okay, now it's gone. That's good. So where was I? Um, the the GFR. So um, are are you checking pH? Uh, no. Well, that would be my first first guess then. Okay. So check second morning you're in pH. I have the I have a pH meter linked in the uh, announcement section in the shopping list. Okay. And keep that between six point five and seven. If it's too low, you can add more vegetables or more magnesium citrate, malate, stuff like that. Okay. And you Thanks. can go up to magnesium like a thousand milligrams easy per day. Oh wow. Okay. And that's like elemental magnesium. So if you take powder, that's about uh, 10 grams of powder. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry for all the questions. <laughs> sure. Sure. Appreciate it. Sure. Um, I think, is it a beer? A beer has a question, but I can't see you. That's why I didn't see the question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, I am here. Uh, I do uh, some tests last uh, last month, and I have the calcium level is low. Uh, I think the normal two point two, but uh, I have two point one. Not too much low, but it is low. Mm -hmm. And I do also vitamin D. Uh, it is normal ninety within the normal ranges. But I don't know. I want to to, to ask you about. I can take calcium tablet or um, or not. And because I have afraid of um, maybe I have stones in the kidney like this from the calcium tablet. Yes. Are you taking vitamin K2 as well? What? Are you taking also vitamin K2? 
Uh, I I know I am not I am not taking before I taking vitamin D three and I stopped and I take I put, I, I uh, do test and I found it within the normal ranges. Yeah, so your vitamin D is ninety nine zero, correct? Yes, yes, nine zero, yes. Yeah, nine zero. Okay. Um, but the calcium level is low. Yes, exactly. Uh, but what about your vitamin K two? You're not taking that. No, I am not taking. Okay, well, that would be my first uh, recommendation before you start on any calcium supplements. Start on vitamin K2, 200 micrograms per day of the MK7 form. And that will help your MK. body redirect calcium where it actually belongs and not where it not yeah. belongs. So um, vitamin D will mobilize the calcium, but vitamin K2 will tell it where to go. Yes. Okay. Now I will take K2. vitamin vitamin D uh, K K two. No K two M K seven. I'll put it in the chat as well. Uh, vitamin no. D goes with vitamin K two M K seven. Two hundred micrograms day. Okay. Thank you very much. And I also have uh, some um, in, in my back. I, I, I'm, I'm a dentist. And uh, you know the dentist work uh, is too much hard for the back. I have, uh, I, I'm feeling too much back pain. And I don't know, this is from the kidney because already I do MRI and I found the kidney, uh, it is big. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know this pain from the kidney or from my work because already I'm a dentist and I work also hard. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what I can take for this uh, pain. Yeah, you're a dentist at, at work. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so first, we, we don't really see that kidney size necessarily correlates with pain. So for example, my dad has huge kidneys, but he doesn't notice anything. Um, and I hope they're getting smaller now, but you know. And uh, parents, a little harder to... Uh, influence <laughs> and um, yeah so yeah. It, it doesn't have to be about the size I think it's more about yeah I, I don't know I would call it uh, sensitivity and I think if kidneys hurt um, it mostly seems to be connected with some kind of lifestyle issue um, it's uh, are, are you doing the bulletproof diet I'm starting maybe from maybe one month only. Okay. So if, if it's done correctly, we have heard from many people that their, um, that their kidney pain actually went away. So I would be very curious in your case if that happens too. Um, of course, you got to make sure that you, you get everything right, get the pH right, get the, get the ketones up. And I wouldn't be that worried about it yet i would give it some time and see if the pain improves over time once you start on the diet because we are seeing that a lot okay thank you thank but you still, like if it if it doesn't then uh, i personally would go to an osteopath <laughs> mm. maybe from my work i don't know uh, this pain from me because i'm doing too much effort and uh, my my back is uh, have problem maybe from my work. I don't know. It's probably um, both, right? But, 
Yes, um, but I, I, don't, I, I can. Well, what I can take for this pain, uh, Bartol, or um, oh, you mean like pain medication? Yes, pain medication. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that is that's a whole different issue. Um, I like when the pain goes away by itself, <clears throat> but uh, mm. you, you can't. I mean, like, uh, what is your is your function impaired already or? Yes, and now I am. Maybe I am stage two. Uh, maybe uh, seventeen, uh, seventy-nine. Yeah, so that's like mildly impaired. Um, you could talk. You could try uh, if if you can get it, like kratom or or kava kava for pain. Um, you can write for me. Yeah, um, it's not legal everywhere. Mm. but uh it's like uh yeah we should never rely on substance like that for the long term yes yes so thank you okay uh i think mark's up again right or did he just like yeah uh yeah i had a a question with when you've got a pretty low GFR, minus is 18% now, um, uh, is it a good idea to avoid uh, supplements in general because of the stress on the kidneys of processing those supplements? No. That's, I wouldn't say that. Um, of course, like certain supplements that like have high phosphorus level for example like milk thistle i think has pretty high phosphorus so it, it it would probably make sense not so much from a gfr perspective but um if you know your other blood blood values like uh, potassium or phosphorus stuff like that uh if any of those are um raised um then you should probably look for those the contents of those in your supplements um yeah, like for example, milk thistle shouldn't be taken with um, phosphorus problems. So sure. Yeah, but um, like the standard stuff that we promote on the on the group um, is not problematic in, in in that respect. No. So the benefit outweighs the processing load on the kidneys. Yes. Yes. And uh, are you, by the way, are you limiting protein? Am I what? Are you limiting protein? Um, well, uh, no, not particularly. I mean, I've got kind of a kind of a traditional keto protein level, I guess. Right. Okay. So normally we would say like, so for a non-PKD patient, zero point six grams per pound of body weight, about just about right. Um. Is that where you're at or below or above that? Uh, I'm not, not certain. So how much, how much are you weighing? Uh, about 160. 160. Yeah, so that would be about 96 grams of protein. That would be like optimal for a standard human your size. Um, it would actually be higher just because it goes up with age. And uh, like um, it goes up to some somewhere around 1.0 for higher age groups, but 
I guess your 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 bun would also be increased, right? The blood urea nitrogen. Yeah, uh, mainly I'm concerned about getting too much protein because of again the stress on the kidneys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, what I tell basically all my clients that are uh, below um, a certain threshold, and you're there, is to replace part of their protein intake with with the keto analogs of essential amino acids. Um, I have an article on that in the group as well. Uh, it's called Restricting Protein? Um, and with those, you can replace up to half of your protein and not have any downsides, but also don't, not have the downside of the protein because they uh, take the essential amino acids and they strip off the nitrogen group and they put a, put a keto group on there. I, I don't even know what, what that is called correctly but yeah they replace the nitrogen group and you can consume those amino acids without stressing the kidney because the bun doesn't go up so that in, in your case uh, that would be a very good idea and also the um, the nephrologists are able to prescribe it with a gfr below 25 okay and that 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 is called keto sterile <laughs> if you can get it from the doctor's office and if you can't then there's also a, a over-the-counter company called keto rena i'll put it in the chat Did you want to ask? oh um this is mark's uh i'm barbara mark's wife hi. and i was wondering hi um I've got an a Solgar as the manufacturer, an essential amino complex free form. Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Would that be helpful, or should it be the keto stero or the something from keto arena? Uh, it's actually not the same because they, those still have the nitrogen. Ah, okay. Yeah. So okay. It's basically got only it. those two manufacturers that are available right now. Yeah. Thanks. And 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 also um, dosage-wise, um, they have in, in studies they've only been used up to 14 grams per day. I'm not sure why that is, because basically it's a food replacement. But you can calculate um, about double their amounts um, as protein. So uh, if you're removing 50 grams of protein, then you should replace that theoretically with 25 grams of ketosterol or ketorina. But that said, they have all, on, only been tested up to 14 grams per day with no issues. But uh, yeah, that is kind of an experimental usage. But having low protein is not, is not an option because we know that low protein intake will accelerate loss of kidney function. So it's kind of a delicate balance. Yeah, you, you got to get it. You got to get those amino acids. And and with the with the GFR like that, um, if the bun is going up, um, then it's basically you have no choice but to replace part of your protein with with those keto analogs, or just like to hope that you're going to increase your kidney function fast enough for that not to be a problem anymore. But but that could be could be a little problematic. So I would get them in your case. Okay, thank you. Sure. 
I don't know who was first. I think it was um, with the Tish Carl. Tish Carl has a. Yeah, hey, and um, I'm actually I don't have PKD. My husband does, and um, he started on Gen RQ, um, and it was just really, really awful. He was on it for maybe a year. Um, and his nephrologist kind of only looks at the bun and the GFR and his creatinine. Yeah. So all the other stuff is a little overwhelming to me. But basically what his numbers went through is um, like his GFR, he was at um, 64 when he started the Gen RQ and it went down to 60 to 62 to 58 to 56. Um and then he got off of the Gen RQ and he kind of went back up to 70 and 79. So that was kind of confusing. Ah. Um, but his bond went up. Like he was at um, 17, then 18, then 15, then 23 and 25 and 26. So it was just, it, I don't understand how that all works. And I'm, you know, yeah. um, his nephrologist referred us to a renal dietitian who was, in my opinion, just kind of behind the times because it was a lot of um, eat white rice, eat what you know, don't eat oh. anything brown. It was just it, kind of counterintuitive to general health. Yes. So that was when I found your group, and and I'm just kind of sitting back trying to take it all in until it makes sense to me, which it just doesn't right now. Yeah. So give I'm me some feedback. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I actually haven't heard uh, that Tolvapten has, has that um, much of, an, of, a, of a bad impact, um, which is pretty interesting. Uh, I'm not a fan of the drug, which is pretty obvious. I heard about that early on. But um, the bun going up, I don't, well, would be interesting to see like if he were to start on the Tolvapten again and keep the diet the same if the bun would go down. Um, yeah, I don't know if it would. Um, did he change? Do, do you know if he changed the diet because of? He, he no, and we just actually in the last few months started um, kind of incorporating keto. Um, yeah. Like I said, we're, we're learning too. So um, it's yeah. and with, I'm curious with, to see he is changing the nephrologist. So I just wasn't sure what questions I because this is the ne the next appointment he goes to. I'm going to go with him, and I just kind of want to know what are some good questions just to get us on a good path. Yeah, so with skipping the Tolvapten, he didn't, like, start eating more meat or stuff like that? No, he's actually eating less. <clears throat> if it were up to him, he'd have a sausage po' boy every single day of his life. Um, yeah, so, me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's finally on board with trying to use nutrition therapy because he did see some um, some good uh, number changes once, yeah. once we started incorporating that. Yeah, well... Um, I can't, I can't, I can't comment on like why Tolvapten would, would change it that way and not in that way. Um, yeah, I guess mm -hmm. it's, it's a personal decision if you, if you want to use it. Um, yeah, he's now, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Now that you're there, um, you might as well treat it like everyone with a high bun would, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, it sounds great that the GFR went up that high and, and now... Uh, you basically just got to get that get that even better and get the bun under control. Um, yeah. You could do that as well with the keto analogs, at least for some time, just to uh -huh. decrease the intake of nitrogen um, while the filtration is still not up to par. Mm -hmm. So that would probably would 
that, I mean, um, what's the reference range? Is it like up to, like in your, your units? Um, for which one? For the bun? Um, 9.0 to 20. Okay. And his last one was at 26. So you're just over. Yeah, I mean like, it's it's not dramatic. You could probably okay. just keep it that way and, and, and closely monitor it. But if it were to like go up further, then probably something's not working and you should probably reassess the diet as well. Um, but you could like just decrease the intake of nitrogen with, with the Kino analogs, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I'm gonna, I'm just kind of sitting back and, and, and trying to take yeah. everything in. That's why I'm participating just to kind of get some, some feedback from everyone else who's been dealing with this longer. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. thanks. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. I'm not sure. I think Sanjeev was next. My question is, my question would you want to combine the masking as part of keto diet? I'm not sure how do we do that. Can you, can you get very close to your microphone and ask again? Hello, can you hear me now? Yeah, that's better. Get very close and say it again. Okay. Can you comment on fasting as part of keto diet? I'm not sure, but I don't have much information about that. Okay, I, I heard. Can I comment on something keto diet? Can I can I comment on what on the keto diet? Fasting. Fasting. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. Yeah. So basically, the, the keto diet is what we do to prevent cyst growth during the day and the fasting is what we do to shrink cysts overnight that's the simplest way to put it does that answer the question or how, do, how do we do it like we do it for 16 hours how do we uh, 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 develop that habit of going on fasting yeah so uh, 15 to 18 hours is probably the best window some people go up to 20 but um yeah that's that's not it's not as, as easy to get all your all your calories in that way so uh you can do um you can stop eating at 8 p.m and start eating at 1 p.m or something like that uh, that's what i do but you can go um yes anything between 15 and 18 hours of fasting window is probably going to work okay okay and anything to be eaten during that fasting period Again, a little closer, again. Anything to be eaten during that fasting period? What you need to do during the fasting period? Yes, anything to be eaten. Well, uh, you can you can use the Bulletproof coffee in the morning. And um, okay. if you want it, you can also make the autophagy tea or any part of that, for example, chamomile tea uh, in the evening. Okay, Got it. thank you. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I think Renato is next. Okay. Uh, my will be pretty quick. Um, so basically, I was diagnosed like three weeks to four weeks ago, and now like I'm working on my diet, but changing a little bit, incorporating some bulletproof uh, principles, and getting all my supplements. And I'm wondering, and I want to keep. I want to be very on top of that, and I'm wondering about testing. So, how I should approach 
testing because I'm establishing my protocol right now and I wonder how long I should wait and which tests I should uh, get, like MRI, blood work, and what kind of blood work. What do you think? So uh, just just what I think about the tests or also about the fasting? Uh, uh, actually, what do you think about how long I should wait to retest again? To retest. Yeah, and which kind of tests I should uh, do it, like an, an MRI, only an MRI would, would be okay to evaluate the total kidney volume, or something else, maybe the, the, also the creatinine, or I don't know. Yes, um, the standard would be to get a full like, nephrologist uh, panel with um, like creatinine, bun, uh, uric acid, um, yeah, so that would be like the, the, the basic, basic stuff. And mm -hmm. MRI would, of course, be the cherry on top, um, if you can get it. And um, that should, I mean, like, the first changes, we, we don't know for sure, but we have seen some people improve, like, after three months already. Might be even sooner. Um, it, it's possible that we get shrinkage very early on and then that it, like, sort of gets a lot slower after that. So we don't really know that. Um, I, I had my first, uh, like, my, my first retest after a year. But many people have seen good results after maybe three months or so. And, and for the MRI, um, be, just because it's a, a expensive procedure and you're just not going to get it that often, I would probably wait a little longer, maybe six months or maybe 12 okay. months, something like that, just to be sure that, um, that you're, uh, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that you have seen some progress. Um, but did you have an initial MRI already or no? Yes, I just, I just yeah. did. Yeah. So I have I have a baseline already. Good. So yeah, then I would wait at least I would I wait for six months, maybe twelve. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, who has his dog barking? Is it, is it Melissa? Does Melissa have her dog barking? I don't know. I'll just try to. Okay. Um. I. I think I don't know. Is it Diana? Was it next? I had a question about the steric acid because that seemed like a pretty good supplement to get um, based on like what you had said in the announcements about it. Yeah. But the only one I could really find here in the U.S. was that one from Firestarter. Um, yeah. Do you that's the that's the high steric acid butter that they have, right? And they have the pure stuff as well. Yeah, this one was a supplement, um, steric acid grass fed, but it looks like it's not even in stock anymore on Amazon. But um, do you do you know of where we can find that? Or yeah, I mean, like you could you could um, you could just use cocoa butter. That's thirty percent. Um, you could use lard. That's also about thirty percent. But you can get the pure stuff as well, which is basically candle wax. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I have a I have a kilo or two of that at home, and it's 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 just not very tasty. I started putting it in the bulletproof coffee, and it's just ah, it's just it's so sour. I don't know. It's it's um, and it's so hard to clean. It's not really um, so capsules would would be the better way to go in that case. But um, I would actually think that you have to make them yourself. Mm. Um, 
But you could do that. I mean, you could get a capsule machine and you could get uh, like pure stearic acid from a chemical company. That's like 99 plus percent pure. That's what I did. And um, yeah, do it that way. Or you could just like add, you know, 10 grams of cocoa butter to your bulletproof coffee. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Not the answer they were hoping for. <laughs> Uh, okay, Mark, let's hear it. Um, yeah. Mark, did you want to ask something or no? Oh, it's uh, Barbara. Barbara. Um, I was reading about the uh, urine citrate test and, you know, I guess to see how high or low the butyrates are. Is that true or not? And how important would it be, I guess, for Mark to, because Mark sees his nephrologist for another test in about a month. Uh, so yeah. if we should call his office beforehand and ask to add a urine citrate test, I mean, how important is that? Um, I think that's used mostly to, to gauge, like, uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you're producing stones, right? Or what connection are you looking for? Oh, Okay, there he doesn't have <laughs> does that hasn't been a problem. So Yeah, yeah so I, I wouldn't be um I, I've never used that, the urine citrate. I know that people use that for, for like gauging if their urine is uh is prone to, to make stones or not. But um I I don't think that he, he will need that if he doesn't have stone issues. Thank you. Yeah, but definitely look at the pH at the next urine test. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, I think a beer is next. Yes. I asked uh, uric acid before uh, I do test mm. and I found it increased. You tested for uric acid and it was uh, increased. Yes, and uh, I take some um, potassium sodium hydrogen citrate to uh, 0.4 grams. Again, what was the last part? Uh, potassium sodium hydrogen citrate to 0.4 gram. That's what you're taking, or? Yes, I take this like granules. Um, yes. I put on water and I take before food uh, half an hour. But I, I already do, do another test after finishing maybe two weeks and I found the it is decreased. So taking it has helped or no? I, I can't understand what. So the value was increased first and then you started taking it and now it's decreased or, or what? It decreased, decreased now. Now, after taking the potassium hydrogen, yes, and is citrate, that citrate, yes. So, so you're taking the potassium citrate, and now your uric acid has uh, gone down. Is is uh, is little down, but uh, I I don't want to increase more like before. What I can do? Well, yeah. Well, uric acid is 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 related to purines and kidney function, of course. How is your kidney function? Uh, 79. And your uric acid is over the, the, the maximum, right? Or, or no? Yes. Yes. Maybe yeah. more than um, uh, 10 uh, or 10 points or 7 points like this. 
Yeah. Well, uric acid will decrease with increased kidney function, of course, um, and also with decreased intake. That's basically the, the two levers that you can pull. Um, if the potassium citrate has helped with that, that is interesting. I don't know about that if, if there's a connection, so I would definitely have to look that up. Um, let me just write that down. But in principle, how is your meat consumption or like dairy meat? Before before I'm eating uh, not too much, uh, maybe per uh, week, three days. But now I, I decreased um, maybe one, two days uh, in the week per week for uh, meat consumption. Okay, so you're, you're basically eating meat maybe two days a week. So and on the other... But I eat, uh, I eat too much nuts, maybe this nuts, maybe the cause, I, I decreased also. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot. So are you on the other days eating like plant proteins or are you on a low protein diet? Uh, yes, I am taking plant protein and uh, sometimes fish, uh, sometimes only vegetables. Yeah, so you could try and see what happens if you if you go on a low purine diet. Low purine diet. Yes, you can try and try and see if that helps you because that is what's usually done, like at the nephrologist's office, when when your uric acid is too high. And see if that helps you if you go on a low purine version of bulletproof and then reassess that's that's probably probably the best idea so keep the bulletproof principles to keep healing like do the intermittent fasting do the ketosis do the carb days and do the do the low purine diet and, and see if that combination will will get it down further the uric acid but my kidney, my kidney function, it can improve with diet? Well, yes. I mean, that's what we're doing here. Um, that's what I did. Um, yeah, like check, check the articles in the announcement section in the group. Um, it has yes. all the info. Yeah. So bulletproof diet will be, uh, will be your, your best bet. It's in article one in the announcement section. Inshallah. I will do it. Yes. And I will see the result that I will tell you. Perfect. Keep us posted. Thank you. Welcome. Um, Sanjeev wanted to ask another question. Yes. My pH value is past 6.5 and the range is 4.628 and it is given acidic. What does that mean? Um, so the, the the pH is six point five. What is that? Is that urine pH or urine? Yes. Yeah. And was that at home or at the doctor's office? It was at home. At home. And was that second morning urine or not? No, it was first morning urine. Yeah. The first time I went to the washroom. Yeah. So um, we, we can't say much about that. You need to do second morning urine. Okay. And after having a glass of water, you mentioned, right? Yeah, so go to the toilet, drink water, then measure. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you. Perfect. And the range is of 7.5. The target should be 7.5, right? 
uh, the the optimal range is six point five to seven. Oh, thank you. Yes. Okay. I think I think I think Mark's Mark's on again, isn't he? Or Barbara? I don't know. Or they forgot to put down their hand. Okay, Mark's not coming, but Renato raised his hand. So, Renato. Sure. Um, just one more question, Felix. Um, I I bet that you're you're on top of the research on the doctors' M's uh, labs, and um, I'm I'm more interested to. Uh, no more thoughts about like the whole <clears throat> crystals and citrates thing. Uh, they advocate very strongly to consume uh, citric acid and citrates in general just to avoid uh, to they well at least they believe that uh, those like oxalate stones and purines they could cause the cysts to form and by taking citrate you could like um, it could offset that risk. I'm just wondering about your thoughts on, on this topic. Yes. So basically, the most, most people don't have both chromosomes mutated in PKD, but just one. And mm-hmm. um, luckily at birth, for some reason, mostly the healthy version is expressed. And whenever there's a so-called second hit or third hit, then uh, for some reason it sometimes switches over to the wrong version of the chromosome in response to damage. And that's called the second hit theory or two hit model. And basically what Wyman's lab has found is that um, those micro crystals are one of the many factors that can cause a second hit in each individual cell. So, uh, yeah, there's multiple types of second hits. Uh, it can also be toxin or you can fall down on your kidney or something like that. Um, mm. But it can also be like these microcrystals. And I believe that's very true. And um, But the question is, are you personally prone to building crystals? And that has a lot to do with your pH and with your, um, yeah, mostly pH, I guess. Um, and by using the citrate it's it's kind of like descaling your uh your water heater right um when that's all crusty and white then you put some citric acid in there or uh vinegar and that dissolves all the the scales right and that's what you're basically like not really but that's basically what you're doing in the kidney um you're dissolving all those microcrystals and um yeah the the form of magnesium that i recommend is malate because Citrate can also have some detrimental effects on copper transport proteins. And I personally had an issue with that. And um, I was made aware of that issue that way. And malate does also convert to citrate in the body while Uh. fueling the citric acid cycle. So you basically have two or maybe even three benefits at the same time. You're fueling that cycle, keep it going. You are, you're still probably getting that same descaling effect, but without depressing your levels of copper transport proteins. Mm, interesting. Yeah, but for more extreme cases, 
I would still recommend to go the citrate route until like stones have have disappeared. And then what about for prevention? Like for instance, in my case, I don't have kidney stones at all, but I have history on my family. Like, should I take citrates or maybe magnesium malate or even citric acid to prevent? Well, citric acid I would never take. Um, I don't think they're advocating for that um, because that is uh, gonna like it's gonna bind the minerals from your bone and it's it's on their supplement actually. Yeah, but it's not it's not pure. It's bound to the. Ah, I see. Yeah, and that that's um, I I have to ask him what the resulting pH actually is. But pH is so important. I I I would be very surprised if they didn't pay attention to that um, mm-hmm. because if you just take uh, exogenous ketones and something like magnesium citrate then um, the ketones are a little acidic but the magnesium citrate is is, is alkaline and uh, because of the the, the, the bonding of the, mm-hmm. of, the, of the molecules yes and, uh, in, in your case I mean like it's the same with me uh, I don't have kidney stones uh, but I also don't have them in the family as far as I know so yeah, I mean, like you could argue that you're probably more at risk than I am, but mm-hmm. I guess that's not. I don't know. Maybe that's genetic, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's just like what you're eating. Um, I see. I would probably just take malate because it does convert into citrate in the body, and it has many other benefits. But if you wanted to be sure, you could just like mix it up. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Yeah. I think a beer wants to say something, or is it just that you forgot to put down the hand again? Okay. A beer, did, did you have a question or no? No, I already asked. Uh, okay, then, then you gotta put down your hand with the little button. Okay, okay. Okay, perfect. But we have somebody new. Chris Chanto is also here. Hey, what's up? Oh, it's... It... Hey. Yeah. Sorry, can you hear me? Go ahead, go ahead, yes. Yeah, so, sorry, I'm a little late, so I don't know if this was uh, answered before, but I'm wondering what your thoughts are on long-term fasting. Yeah. Um, I've done... I've done like 36 hour fast, which isn't considered long. I know I've tried the 72 hour, but gave up at around 60 ish. (laughs) As far as I know, I don't think it really helped with anything. Um, But as you know, in the studies, they had cats do fasting. It helped a lot. It basically just shrunk the biggest cysts. Yeah. Um, So just what are your thoughts in general about that? And do you think it could help? Yeah, I think it's uh, probably a fast lane to uh, shrinkage. But it's also a fast lane to self-reintoxication. So that's why I don't advocate for long-term fast. But I do advocate for Mercola's, Dr. Mercola's Keto Fast, which is a modified version of that. I don't know if you heard about that already. Um, that's basically... It's a book that he wrote. It's called Keto Fast. And um, you're calculating like very small amounts of food that you're still consuming. Uh, it's like... For example, it's uh, something like uh, a bowl of bone broth with a couple of florets of broccoli, some chlorella and charcoal. Um, But it's calculated by body weight so that you don't hit your protein uh, targets. 
and it still has the same autophagy effect that fasting has but it will keep a matter moving throughout your gut and that will give your body the chance of expelling toxins through the stool because if you're not doing that then you're you're obviously losing fat when you're fasting right and um that that process called lipolysis those um those fat cells are getting getting dissolved and broken open but the problem is that nowadays we're so toxic um we're as toxic as, as we've never been as a human race and those toxins are getting stored in the fat cells so whenever you're losing weight or breaking up those fat cells you're all the time you're like every time you're doing that you're getting a load of toxins released into your body your bloodstream and your body does the best it can to expel those and whatever it can expel through the stool it should because everything else is going to go where to the kidneys yay and also like of course back to the fat cells um so the the best idea is to to do the keto fast um because that way you're not reabsorbing your own toxins or possibly even storing them in the kidneys where they lead to increased cyst growth does that answer the question yeah and uh thanks for the book recommendation i'll check it out sure yeah i'll I'll, uh write it in the in the chat actually for um so everyone can see it okay i think mark wanted to say something again or barbara but you're but your audio is still off. We, we, we can't hear you, Mark. <clears throat> Maybe I can unmute you. No. Mark, um, did you want to say something unmute. or no? There we go. No, I, I think what's happening is I, I can't figure out how to lower my hand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. There, yeah. there isn't a lower choice. You will, you, will, you will find it. You will find it. All right. Um, yeah, I think just a beer is left. A beer. Did you? You, you also didn't didn't find the option to lower your hand, right? <laughs> okay. You don't have to say anything if you uh, if if that's it. Good. Okay, guys. Is there anybody else with a question? We're coming up on ninety minutes, which is pretty good for uh, sticking around that long. To all of you, so thank you. Um, just thank you for your time. Appreciate and, uh, it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for all the work thank you're you. doing. Thank, really thank you so much. Very, very helpful. Very helpful. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's a pleasure. Very, very informative. Thank you so Very cool to uh, see you, see some of you guys in person. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time since I started that group and uh, was actually thrown out of all of the others for. <laughs> Selling stuff, which I wasn't. I asked you a couple of questions. <laughs> You'll see me under Juan Pablo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good. All right, guys. Then uh, I guess uh, you all have a great day or evening in case of your Europeans, fellow Europeans. And, uh, yeah, probably see you next time. Thanks. Okay, thank, you, thank, you. Thank, thank you, Felix. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.